This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move further into our adventure in the Acts of the Apostles with Ananias and Sapphira, signs and wonders, apostles arrested and freed, we must obey God, and Gamaliel's counsel. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, merciful Father.
Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. 
Almighty and most merciful God, you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, to seek and to save the lost. Graciously open our ears and our hearts to hear his call and to follow him by faith, that we may feast with him forever in his kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. from Hosea chapters 5 and 6. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face, and in their distress earnestly seek me. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Let us know, let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud, like the dew that goes early away. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets, I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed on from there, he came to saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. As Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. 
And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? This is the question that the Pharisees raised to Jesus' disciples. Jesus had just called Matthew the tax collector and said to him, follow me. And immediately Jesus walks to Matthew's house and becomes, it would seem, the host at Matthew's table. And so Matthew is there, Jesus is there, the disciples are there, and somehow the Pharisees can observe this odd collection of people who have gathered at Jesus slash Matthew slash Jesus table. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners. He's a rabbi. He is a respected member of the religious community. How could he dirty himself, belittle himself, lower himself to those ones who just, well, we all know they don't really belong here, do they? And yet, there he is, sitting and eating at them like he owns the place. I think we can understand the Pharisees' question. It is, you must admit, a little bit unsettling when someone comes in and sits down and starts messing with the table setting, you can imagine what it would be like for Matthew, far less the Pharisees, for Jesus to come in and have this gathering of people, those who have been healed, the ones who have been forgiven, 
tax collectors, Gentiles, maybe? Sinners, one and all. And they are all there listening to the word of Jesus and enjoying his hospitality. Jesus then reminds the Pharisees and us that really the question is, what are they there for? And what is he there for? Those who are well have no need of a physician, he says, but those who are sick. And if there's anything we know of the life and ministry of Jesus is that he seemed to have this gathering, this panoply of people that were broken, full of sin and wretchedness. They had sinned, they had been sinned against, they had done so much. And yet, and yet still Jesus sits with them, invites them in, gathers them, calls them, and lightens them with his word and spirit. And so they're there. The Pharisees don't get it. And if there's anything that we know of the ministry of Jesus, and I dare say the ministry of Jesus' church today, it is that there are always people who don't get it, who don't understand what it means to be sick, who don't understand what it means to be so broken, you don't even know why you are stepping foot in the door. And yet somehow, some way, you are drawn to this place, to this man who is man and yet so much more. In order to understand what Jesus is about, we have to understand what we're about. And what we are about, let's be honest, is the sin that makes our souls sick. All the time. Everywhere. Pharisees and publicans, church workers and Greekies, laymen and pastors, organists and presiders, one and all, we are sick. We are sick unto death. That is, in fact, why we are here in the first place. And so Jesus says to them, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Hearing that God desires mercy, recognizing that mercy is the very heartbeat of who God is, really comes in the school of suffering, I would dare say. For it is in 
suffering that we get a glimpse into the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is in suffering that we are bound to him and he to us. And it is in our Lord's suffering, in his death, in his resurrection, that we see the diagnosis matters, but the medicine is the point. I desire mercy, he says, mercy, giving to one, or rather, not giving someone what they deserve, that in order to have mercy, in order to receive mercy, it kind of begins with saying, I don't deserve it. And so we begin Kyrie eleison every single time we gather. And Jesus does. He gathers. He is, after all, mercy made flesh. He is the one who calls, who gathers you here, who draws you to this place, who says to you, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For your sin will not destroy you. For your sin, your death does not actually end with your death, but with mine he says. And in our Lord's death lies your mercy. So this day we come and gather once again at the table which our Lord set with his death and resurrection. We gather as ones who need mercy. We gather as ones who in whatever small way our Lord would give to us, makes us participants in his mercy work. We are mercy sharers, mercy givers, both receivers and givers. And it flows from this altar, from this table, for that is where mercy comes from. Take, eat take drink. This is my body. This is my blood. This is my life, which I give unto you. And through this life, you too, wearied though you may be at times, you too may show mercy to those who are in need. So come, be refreshed. Join Matthew and all the other tax collectors and sinners and recline at the table of the Lord and rejoice that you are now with the merciful one. In his name, amen. amen.
prayers have been requested by Professor John Bruss and Vicar Jamie Bruss for their father as he undergoes surgery for the replacement of a heart valve. We also remember Emily Waltz as she continues inpatient treatment. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord, our refuge and salvation, pour out upon your church throughout the world your Holy Spirit, that people everywhere may come to faith and praise your name for all eternity. Shine the light of the gospel on those whose minds have been darkened by the evil one, that by your grace they may be ushered into the green pastures of your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, strengthen all servants of your church as they lead the faithful to Christ. Grant wisdom to all deaconesses, that in their service the mercy of Christ may be made known to all. Lord, in your mercy. Cause your blessing, O Lord, to rest on our land and all the authorities whom you have ordained for our good, that they may defend our liberties, rule wisely, and protect the weak and innocent. Lord, in your mercy. O Lord, hear the cries of those who bring their troubles to you and rescue them from every evil of body and soul. Grant strength and healing to all those in need, especially John and Emily, in their hour of need. Watch over all who travel and be a shelter to the homeless and a protector to the widow, the aged, and the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. God of all grace, grant that all who eat and drink the body and blood of your Son in this most holy supper would find rest for their souls. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, We laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Father, who art in heaven, Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may this holy body and precious blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. We the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.